0: Blog talk radio welcome everyone this is the roman show for the week of august the 15th tonight we welcome the legendary tag team the nasty boys who talk conor mcgregor and legends of wrestling taking place at marlins park august 27th this was much more on the roman show which starts right now
1: Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready.
0: Five seconds to the open.
1: Aquarius,
2: watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off this thing. Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Vital. Go. We're go. Pilot. Guidance. Central. Surgeon. Go. Go. We're going like GNC. We're going. Down here. Go. Control. Go. 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 F-A-O. We are going. Go. Network. Go. 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 Go.
1: The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman.
0: All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us here on The Roman Show. Uh, George, I think we're already at the fourth year, man. Fifth year. I, I I lost count. I think it might be fifth year, actually.
1: Well, of course. Look who you're standing in front of. You're standing in front of, you know, someone as dashing as me. I would lose track of time, too.
0: Absolutely. George Alonso, the dashing one, joining me here. Thank you.
1: Enjoying my nice little martini here. You know, uh, it's, it, I, I, I can't go wrong, you know. No, I'm not drunk. Why would I be drunk? I, I'm a professional. I'm dashing. I know how to keep my cool. I know how to keep my inter- my attention at 100% when I'm in this studio. So yet no, I am not drunk, Mr. Roman. By the way, martinis are for chicks, Martinis might be for chicks, but martinis are also for people with class, and I got class.
0: By the way, <laughs> I'd like to thank everyone for joining us again. Make sure to follow us on our Twitter account. At the Roman Show, visit our website, theromanshow.com. On our YouTube channel, you can check out George there doing an interview with Martin Stone. Stone, And uh, that's at jubitube.com forward slash allroman0201. And on our Facebook account, facebook.com forward slash Roman Show Media. Roman Show Media, same for Instagram. Well, George, I'd like to give a special thanks out there to uh, Real Cage Fighting for allowing, to, allowing me to uh, ring announce. They had, believe it or not, George, at one time, in the co-main event of that evening, they had close to a thousand pounds inside that cage. A thousand pounds? Each man weighed over 350 pounds. Big guys.
1: You must have been, you must have looked like an ant. I, I was a peanut, man. Holy cow, over 350 pounds
0: each fighter? Yeah. Oh, wow. You hear the cracks in the cage. And uh, you hear the canvas just go crack, crack because of all that weight inside that cage. It was a super heavyweight fight, something that has not been seen here in South Florida for a very, very long time. So thanks again for RCF. My next game will be September 9th at Titan FC 41, where uh, we were just notified that Karina Dam will be getting a shot at the inaugural Titan FC bantamweight title. Uh, and I believe there will be another title fight uh, on the line. Ah, that's right. That's the um, the Way title that's going to be on on, on, on line as well. Titan FC. As the card is still being built, but it's going to be a fun night at the Bank United Center in Coral Gables, Florida. Get your tickets right now. You can visit TitanFighting.com, and you have some great fighters such as Ladir Araujo. Uh, like I mentioned. Karina Dam and several others who will be in action that night. So make sure you go to TitanFighting.com. Jason Jackson to a local who was on the Ultimate Fighter will also be part of that card. So head on over to TitanFighting.com. Get your tickets. And if you are not in South Florida and are unable to make it, you can see it on UFC Fight Pass right there. In fact, you can see the past previous shows on Titan uh, of Titan FC on UFC Fight Pass. But, George, now that we got everything out of the way... Want to make sure to remind folks to use Athlon Rub. Any pain, any injury, it'll take it right away. That's Athlon Rub. Check them out. AthlonRub.com for any of your pain. It'll alleviate after your training or exercising. Put it on before and after training. Trust me, you'll feel like a champ. All right, George, well, let's kick things off with MMA Showdown.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. Listeners all around the world,
0: welcome to The Showdown. Okay, George, so John Jones says that he might return to the Octagon sooner rather than later. Obviously, the MMA community and fans are very upset at this because this is a guy who has dropped the ball several times. If you remember, in July he was supposed to fight against Daniel Cormier for the unification of the light heavyweight title that did not happen because John Jones failed one of the USADA um, he, he, he was using illegal substances and for that he is temporarily suspended so he went on Twitter and he said hey by the way guys even though you think I'm out I'm really not because I might be returning sooner rather than later Listen, I understand that this guy does bring a lot of money. He is a great fighter, hands down. Pound for pound, the best fighter, in my opinion, as of right now. However, because of his unfortunate situations that he has gotten himself into, that is what puts him back. Not only with the, the illegal usage of steroids, but his personal life with the use of cocaine and Running over people and getting away with, with, with the, and running away from the scene, so this guy has put himself in a very tough situation that he himself has put himself in. So, if he goes out on Twitter and says, "Hey, I might be back sooner rather than later," I think that is very unfair because any other fighter gets does what he does, he will not get a freebie. And look at Nick Diaz; he faces penalty. Sure, it was short and down. All he did was just smoke some weed. So John Jones, who has done a lot more worse than that, if he gets a slap in the wrist, that is just really shameful uh, for, any, for the promoters and for the usada for letting him slide. Um,
1: you said it best. Uh, like every kind of opinion that I had to say, you said, you know, there's nothing I could really say to rebuttal or to add to this subject because it, 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 it's just in its nature it already says it for itself you know you don't even have to say anything it just shows so much wrong in the entire situation that words cannot describe how bad it makes the ufc look especially because you know like how you were saying there was a lot of people before john jones who did least less serious things and they served a penalty for but then again you got this guy uh... that he did ten times worse uh... situations and put one of the biggest USC pay-per-views, you know, in jeopardy uh and all he gets is a slap on the wrist. You know, and and let me tell you something, it's not just the illegal stuff he does, you know. We've heard countless of times from many, many fans of how rude John Jones can be in public and etc. So it is trust me, it is not just his professional behavior but his behavior with the people who you should look at priority and that is the fans because guess what without the fans you don't have a product and if you piss off the fans what you're going to do you're going to lose them and if you lose them you lose the money and if you lose the money you what you lose the product
0: and you're absolutely right john jones is not a happy camper when you catch him out um, so for example, I've seen him about a couple of times in local promotions down here in South Florida. And I must say, he is not the friendliest guy that you can meet. He's very egotistical. He's very cocky. And although he might seem like that on social media that he's very nice and caring, that, that is not, the, to to say the least, on a personal experience, that is not true. On my end. Well, I've seen
1: it once, uh, and I and I'm saying that, you know, from experience. But I've also heard... Uh, From many many people who've tried to meet meet John Jones and how badly he treated them. So It's not it's not you know old news Uh, Let me just say that
0: Again, it's unfair. He 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 did the crime now He has to pay pay for it and he has to do some time moving forward BJ Penn and Ricardo Lamas has been announced For UFC 97 in Manila Obviously, BJ Penn, a UFC Hall of Famer, facing Ricardo Lamas. Ricardo Lamas, a guy who fought Jose Aldo at one point for the featherweight title, uh, and and now Ricardo Lamas is getting this big opportunity against BJ Penn, who is a veteran. So kudos to Lamas for that. BJ Penn, veteran, been in the game for a while. I don't know how much of a much of an impact he will have, but Lamas should definitely win that fight. And Penn too was in a, in a situation there. Apparently, he also was using some illegal substances and so forth. But at the same time, he's back at it again. But I want to talk very briefly here, George, about the MMA community coming together. They now have a fighters' union. This is this is something pretty big. A lot of the fighters have been pissed off because they have not been getting paid what they deserve, especially with the UFC, the Reebok deal. You know, everyone gets paid a certain amount of money. Before they used to get sponsors, and technically there was really no limit on how many sponsors you would get. So aside from your pay from your fight, you would get all this additional money from sponsors. However, that all changed with the Reebok deal. You know, Reebok gives you a, a standard price, and then the UFC gives you another standard price, and that's all you're gonna get. It doesn't matter if you've been in the game for 20, 30, 40 years. You have 50 fights. Uh, you know, 30 wins. They don't care. That is what it is. That is a standard. So now. Former MMA fighters, uh, who are, some of them are retired like Randy Couture, Ken Shamrock, and now also those who are active like Mark Hunt, have union have, have created the MMA Fighting Union, and they are trying to get all these fighters together to try to stop these promoters from giving a low blow a blow when it comes to fighter pay. And I'm all for it. It's it's all fair, and I say this, George, because I personally have seen how much these fighters these fighters have gotten paid, and let me tell you. A person at a Walmart makes more money on a weekly basis than a fighter that fights at a local promotion. And I have seen this with my very own eyes. Very if you don't believe me, go to the, the Romanshow.com We have a lot of the pay from Fight Time Promotions that's located right here in South Florida. And you're going to see how much they low blow these fighters. They don't even end up paying the fighters with money. They end up paying them with tickets george which is pretty shameful
1: it it is pretty shameful because uh here you got you got these fighters no matter where you are whether you're all the way in the hierarchy of ufc all the way to the bottom of the minor leagues you got you here you have these guys that not just do it because of the love of the sport that they have you know and the respect but they're doing it you know in order for the fans that also support them they're doing it for also to make sure that you know everyone leaves happy they, they 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 do it for so many reasons, and then in return, all we do in return is low blow them and that's shameful that that really is because when you really think about it, we are not we as the the payers are not sacrificing as much as the, the ones that are in that octagon sacrificing their bodies. So it's kind of shameful that they're, the, they're sacrificing, sacrificing their bodies for tickets. That is sad.
0: Very sad and very unfortunate. These are guys that have dedicated themselves to fighting. That's all they do. They train, they eat, they sleep fighting. And they have no time to go out there and sell tickets. Because they're focused on their fighting. They're already tired as it is mentally. And not only do they have to worry about their training, their meals, and so forth. Now, they have to go and worry about selling tickets. Which is very, very shameful. And kudos to all these folks like Randy Couture, Mark Hunt, and the rest of the guys. Leslie Smith, too. Who have come together and created this union. And it's going to help the pay. At least for the fighters. All fighters have to do now is get on track and get together and reach out to these folks of MMA fighting. All right, guys, we're going to now talk about UFC 202. It's a great fight card, George. Of course, the main event is McGregor versus Nate Diaz in a rematch, which is really, really uncalled for. McGregor is going to lose. I don't care. You can go in here and tell me that he has trained with this and that. The best of the best. Look, Nate Diaz... Is going to come out winning. He's going to submit him again. And we know that because Nate Diaz, number one, he can take a punch. We saw that in the last fight. So I don't care how hard Conor McGregor hits you. Nate can take it. And the only way that Connor's going to win is by knocking out Nate very early on in the first round, second round. That's pretty much it. That's all he has. Because if he goes to the ground, he's not going to win. Because McGregor is going to get choked out or he's going to be tapping out as he did in the first fight. Anthony Johnson versus Glover Teixeira. That is a very good fight. The winner of this could possibly get a title shot against DC and for his uh, light heavyweight title. And you got Donald Cerrone, who was pretty much basically on every fight card. He's fighting Rick Story. And then you have Hyun Lim versus Mike Perry. And Saba Homasi, who just recently fought on Titan FC. He is making his UFC debut against Tim Means, which is a huge step up. This is a guy that was fighting locally here in South Florida who appeared in The Ultimate Fighter. And now he's actually on the main card, which airs on pay-per-view. So kudos to Saba Homasi. We talked about it here last week when the announcement was made. Kudos to him. But McGregor and Diaz, I- I'm just over it. This fight should have never happened so quickly. I think that Conor McGregor, and it's already been said by the UFC and Dana White himself, that McGregor's next opponent is going to be Jose Aldo win or lose to unify the featherweight title and I'm telling you this right now George Sure, McGregor might have knocked out in seconds Jose Aldo last time around, but it's not happening again Listen
1: uh,
0: We spoke about
1: this again a couple weeks ago or a week ago. I, I'm sure and that uh, that we we talked about McGregor and we talked about Diaz and I told you McGregor's coming into this fight possibly the most da- more dangerous than ever. Because he has in his mindset that he's back to regain what he lost in the first fight. Because he knows he lost a lot of credit, you know, in the first fight. You know, what's what do we know, you know, McGregor for? We know him as the, the trash talking, the the fast beating, the uh the rich looking you know, ultimate MMA fighter, you know, and because of his fight, his loss against Diaz the last time, you know, now people can say, McGregor, you don't have any right to say anything anymore, especially against Diaz. And that's what makes McGregor. What makes McGregor is that he could go out there and talk garbage. So now this is possibly... We probably lit a fire under McGregor, and I'm not saying he's going to win, and I'm not going to say he's going to lose. I'm just saying that win or lose, we're going to see a whole new McGregor out there.
0: Uh, let's see, but I will tell you this. Although UFC uh, President Dana White has said that his next appointment will be Jose Aldo, he has an early challenge, and that is from Jerry Sags of the Nasty Boys, who is coming up next right here in the Roman show. Conor McGregor, as we spoke last week, has been really bad-mouthing the professional wrestlers. Exclusively, the WWE roster, he basically said, I'll whoop their ass on one Sunday. And then he went further. They asked him about it at a recent Q&A, and he attacked John Cena say, saying, Look, I have respect for Vinny Mac, you know, I like what he does, but you got a 40-year-old fat mother effer who is your main guy, and now he's talking about John Cena. So everyone in the the professional wrestling community has come together to bash this guy, and many people have challenged him, including Kurt Angle. But one guy that really stepped up to the game, and that's Jerry Sags. He said he's willing to come up, challenge this guy in the ring, and show him a a thing or two. And you're going to hear it right now on The Roman Show as he voices his opinion. So Conor McGregor, if you're listening to the Roman show, let's say, miraculously, let's say you win on Saturday and you defeat Diaz and you come out on harm, get your butt to Miami on August 27th, and that's just six days after your fight, or five days after your, six days after your fight. Come on over and Jerry Sag is waiting for you. We're going to hear from the Nasty Boys coming up next, talk, talking about the legends of wrestling and... An open challenge to Conor McGregor from the Nasty Boys.
1: I'm just saying this right now. If he does show up at the the Legends uh, of Wrestling at Marlins Park, you heard it here first on the Roman Show.
0: Just saying. Here we go. The Nasty Boys on the Roman Show. Get your tickets right now. Marlins Park. The Marlins will be in action as they uh, are approaching a wild card spot in the Major League Baseball playoffs. But on that night, you will have an opportunity to speak to Wrestling Legends such as the Nasty Boys, Warlord, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and a whole lot more. Get your tickets right now. Martins.com. And now let's hear from the Nasty Boys. Coming up next.
1: Marlins fans, you don't have to wait for the 2017 All-Star Game at Marlins Park to catch All-Star Fever. Awesome. This year. Every Saturday is an All-Star Saturday. I like it. Every Saturday home game will feature a bobblehead giveaway of your favorite Marlins All-Stars in franchise history. Charles Johnson. Jeff Conine. Mike Lowell. Al Leiter. Dontre Willis. And many more. I do love those guys. Go to Marlins.com today and secure your tickets for All-Star Saturday. Bobbleheads will be available while supplies last.
0: Alright folks, August 27th, make sure to mark it on your calendars. the Marlins take on the Padres, but at the same time, it's Legends of Wrestling Night. Once again, it returns to Marlins Park. You can get your tickets right now, marlins.com. Uh, and on the line, it's an honor to have again here on the program, the Nasty Boys of uh, Jerry Saggs and Brian Knobs. How are you boys?
2: It's an honor to be back with you buddy, good to see you.
0: Awesome, Sag. And, Brian, thanks so much again, too, for joining us. I know you were going to say something.
2: Oh, man, I can't wait. Uh, You know, August 27th, you know, I'm just going to tell you, the Miami Marlins are are such a professional first-class baseball team. And this is our third year down there uh, doing our thing, and the fans love it. Uh, We keep on bringing uh, different, uh, you know, legendary Big timers in, and uh, this year we're bringing good old uh, Hall of Famer Booker T in, and uh, he's gonna uh, you know be ready to rock and roll. And we got the Warlord coming in, and you know Powers of Pain. He still looks great, and you know I mean he's still scary. You could put him out as a Halloween uh, you know ornament if you want to scare people away from your house. And then we got Brutus the Barber Beefcake, another legendary wrestler. Uh, back in the day, and uh, it's going to be a great night, like it always is, and we're looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of success with the Regions les- of uh, Wrestling, uh, of course, across uh, several baseball stadiums here uh, around the nation, and of course, with the events itself. What, what do you think that the success is all about, guys?
2: Well, it's about all the fans, and we've been coming and rolling here in Florida, is back in the day, baby with Dustin Rose and Florida Championship Wrestling and all the great wrestling fans in South Florida. That's how long we've been around and loving the fans down there. It's all about the fans. And Miami's one of our favorite spots, and the Marlins are a great team, and we've been having so much fun over the years down there. We just can't get enough of it. So everybody better to just get ready to go to Nashville, pay yeah. <laughs>
0: Now last you know, year. Roman, yeah. If
2: you did not know it, uh the late great Dusty Rhodes was uh Sag's brother in law. Wow. So Yes, uh, his his wife and, and Dusty's wife or sister. So wow. just wanted to tell you and and you know, he was a great man, and he was a mentor to us and we're just trying to keep on his tradition. Goes all the way back to Florida Championship wrestling days, but the legends of wrestling we started because it gives us, uh, you know, people say old-timers or whatever, but I say guys who built the foundation of this business and we gave our heart and soul to it. And it just gives the fans, you know, something to come out and see and talk to us where you just don't get brushed off. We ask, shit down, sign your autographs, take pictures, have a conversation, and just have a good time. Throughout the game, though, we're doing different stuff. So you never know what's going to happen when you come on August 27th to, you know, Marlins Park. It's going to get crazy, it's going to get wild, and it's going to get
0: nasty. Yeah, I remember last year, Kevin Nash big booted one of the mascots there at Marlins Park. Now, and this time around, too, they're giving away a free uh, Lucha mask with your purchase of your ticket. So you can do that again, purchasing it at Marlins.com. Uh, now, guys, uh, there won't be any wrestling because in previous years you've you've had some wrestling. Last sure year didn't do it, but the year before you did.
2: Yes, we did. Uh, they wanted to have wrestling the uh, the night before. I mean, uh, but they were talking about it, and I said, uh, you know, that would be great. And we, we put on four matches afterwards. And we they just wanted to go with the fans. Just wanted to meet us. You know what I mean. And it turned out like it, it turned out better because throughout the game we were throughout the game we're all spread out doing different stuff, and uh, just like when we do the autographs and everybody, everybody gets their autographs signed. There's not so many people that go away without an autograph, and and we just were up at the, we did the same thing, uh, legends of wrestling with the Pittsburgh Pirates on june 22nd and it drew thirty four thousand people and it was a uh, fantastic I mean, it was a fantastic show and we had a fantastic card of legendary wrestlers and you know we're doing the same this year down at the marlin's park
0: absolutely now uh, i want to talk to you a little bit about the uh, about pro wrestling and, and its current state uh, i'm sure maybe perhaps you've heard about conor mcgregor the UFC champion. Um, you pretty much insulted the entire WWE roster saying that he could beat every single one of those guys. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Sags? Colin uh,
2: well, McGregor?
0: Yeah, Conor McGregor.
2: Yeah, I didn't know he said that. I remember the first i I heard about that. Um, what Colin McGregor better realize is in professional wrestling, you have some of the greatest athletes in the world. Um, a lot of guys are ex Olympic champions. A lot of guys are judo champions, football players, boxers, on and on, and trained in different skills. Where I know an MMA fighter, um, you know, can strike or tackle or, you know, leg dive and kick or whatever. But, um, I, I've seen some of the toughest human beings on earth comes to our business, so he better shut his mouth before he gets his ass kicked, you know what I mean, and I'll be one of the first ones to take him
0: on. Right, and uh, yeah, many of the folks from WWE, from the independents, from everywhere, they've come together, and that's that's actually, uh, that shows that camaraderie, even though you're not in the same locker room, from the same promotion, everyone has come together to bash this guy and give their opinion.
2: Well, it goes back to it even goes back to when me and Sag finally went through camp with Brad Reagan, who won the bronze medal in the nineteen seventy six Olympics, and he trained, and we went to train in Minnesota for Vern Gagne's camp. But before we went through Brian Orfield, and it's probably too young for your years, Roman, mm-hmm. but he was a uh, uh, you know a uh, gold medal uh, Olympic champion, and. You know, he tried, wanted to try out for wrestling and he didn't make it. You know, and him and the Iron Sheet, uh, Brad Reagan and the Iron Sheet, actually she trained him and they, they put him through the mill. And Iron Sheet is a gold medal winner for the 1968 Olympics. And, you know, we get people from everywhere football, baseball, boxing, you know, I mean, everyone you can, you can think of. And, when you go 300 days a year and you do what we do and they can say what they say about us, but uh, everybody that's a professional wrestler is a true athlete and they put their bodies on the line every night and we do it for the fans and they have the excitement and they have the enjoyment for everybody. And it's the, the best thing about uh, you know doing this, like when we're going down on August 27th, mm-hmm. is the fans. Because they come up and they tell me old stories. They come up to us and talk what, to us about uh, uh, stories. What is my, what, what's McGregor's size and weight?
0: He's 145 but walks around 170. He's maybe... Um... 5... Oh maybe? my God, he,
2: he he would get shredded. I know 15 guys that would shred him like a piece of paper. <laughs> He'd get his ass handed to him on a silver plate. I'd be the first in line to take him out. And I'll officially say it over when you're on your show. If he wants to get in the ring, I volunteer. I'll go in the ring with him. And, and, then the second, and then the second guy putting up uh, the sags would be Haku. Okay. Haku, yeah. barbarian. What about guys that are recent guys? You know, yeah. put him against Kurt, uh, Kurt, Angle, Kurt Angle, former yeah. Olympic champion. Put him against Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar would chew him up like a piece of gum and spit him on the pavement. The Little
0: Geek. Yeah, and originally yeah. that's when the conversation started because they asked him about Brock Lesnar being in the UFC and him being a pro wrestler, and then that's when basically what he gave his thoughts on uh, on pro wrestlers. Of course, he took a shot at WWE locker oh, like, room. But
2: there's, there, there, if you go back in the past from Stu Hart, you know, to Kyle, to to Carl Gotch and Vern Gagne, and on and on and on, there was so many. We 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 were with uh, L- uh, Ladue and um, some of the best boxers in the world and amateur wrestlers, some mission artists that would
1: take him and break him into pieces. You know what I mean? And, you know,
2: ever since, you know, um, they drew a line in the sand, you know, and said, you know, um, we are entertainment. You know what I mean? And there's a lot lot behind that why they said that. But we are entertainment. But in the entertainment, you know, I got more. Here's a. I got more concussions than the whole Chicago Bears football team put together. Hey, more carnated discs. You and know what I mean? So me and Sag would say, professionally, we would put anybody right now, and either a true professional or two champion against Kurt Angle. You're talking about an Olympic champion, okay? You're not talking about UFC, whatever. He's an Olympic gold medal winner. And he's a true professional. And if he wanted to get in that business, he could, and he could have dominated. And he probably still can you know. But uh, he is a true champion and, and a very nice guy. And, you know, just like Brad Regan's went into pro wrestling, you know, the other people take other paths, but, the, you know, cut down the athletes in pro wrestling is, is not the right thing to do because you're trying to make a name for yourself, especially at 145 pounds.
0: Now, I'd like to get your opinion on CM Punk. CM Punk, out a pro wrestling, he's making his debut in the UFC. What are your thoughts on that? Have you guys followed his, uh, his uh, career into MMA, and how do you think he's going to well,
2: do it? I don't, not I don't know how, how he is as a real, is, I don't know what kind of, hammer, I, I like the guy, I met him a few times. The last time we just seen him was in Chicago at the Riot Fest up there, but he's pretty put-together kid. Um, but I don't know, as far as his you know what his amateur background is or he's fighting what he's trained in um I don't know if he's a guy that just thinks because he wrestled he can do it, but i he you know, i think he's gonna have to prove himself in that realm you know what I mean they like you know uh we have uh you know like, like I said like Mamas mentioned Haku and barbarian former bodyguards for you know the uh the Isla uh, Tonga, or. You know, Maza Saito and on and on, judo champions from Japan, and Brad Regans and Kurt Engel and and guys that are uh, nationally ranked in their day, and amateur and Olympic champions. So I don't think C. M. Punk held any of that kind of background. But, so he's going to have to prove himself to what he can do, and that's going to be by knocking people out. So we'll see what happens there.
0: And was were the Nasty Boys yeah, you and watching and it?
2: You know what? Uh-uh. And me, in fact, his confidence is all with CM Punk because we are pro wrestlers. And to see a guy like, you know, Brock Lesnar, he went from, you know, pro wrestling to UFC and became the UFC heavyweight champion. I mean, what does that do for pro wrestling? That wonders for pro wrestling it just shows you, you know, these ain't just normal guys here. You know, the guys that are in pro wrestling. You know, they're kind of crazy, they're wild, but, you know, we know what we're doing, and like it says, everybody says, it is entertainment. We're not saying it's not, but you go on a 300-day tour a year and, you know, take the bumps and bruises we do with chairs over the head and tables, and I'm just going to tell you, it takes a toll on your body. The inside both been in for 30 years now. And we respect everybody in the pro wrestling business, but we respect everybody else in everybody else's business, from baseball to football to UFC. So we we never cut anybody down. So you know, I mean, the way it is. So I I wish the best for CM Punk. I hope he kicks fights and takes names like he always does.
0: Now, are you guys gonna be watching the fight? Yes. Good deal. Now. Want to talk to you about The Current before we, we move on and, on and speak more about it again. Just a reminder, Legends of Wrestling, uh, August 27th at Marlins Park. Get your tickets right now. It's going to be an awesome time. You're going to be able to speak to the Nasty Boys, the of Barber Beefcake about subjects like this. And you have that one-on-one opportunity, which is absolutely awesome. The, the current tag team uh, division in WWE, there's so many great tag teams out there, as you know. And and more and more being developed in NXT. What are your thoughts on it? And anyone in particular that you would have loved to wrestle, uh, say in, in a big WrestleMania match?
2: Oh yeah, well I'm just glad to see that they are we they went for a big uh long stance there where there were no tag teams coming up. And we we, we sit on many, many interviews, I'm glad to see that they are building guys as teams. From the get-go, because for what long extent there they were just throwing guys together and saying they're teams. Back in our day, we had you know the British Bulldogs and Road Warriors and Steiner Brothers, you know that were just all they all we did. The Nasty Boys, the heart of Heat, you know, all we were our whole career was a tag team and only wrestled that way. I mean, even the, uh, Bret Hart and EML were, were 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 single there, but they they, they made their name that as a heart Foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, guys were put together and stayed together or, or grew up together and never were separated, like Hawk and Animal, et cetera, you know. I hope more guys are like that. I think I see that coming back, and it's good.
0: Anyone? And I just talked to mm-hmm. Brent, Roman, I just talked
2: to Brent uh, about two weeks ago, and he still watches that match between me and SAG uh, against him and the Angle. WrestleMania Seven, and he says that that's one of his best matches he had in his wrestling career. You know how honored me and Sag wow. are to hear that because that is what stamped and labeled us as legitimate when we won the, you know, tag team championships in WrestleMania Seven, and now they are up to what uh, WrestleMania Thirty Three yeah. or Thirty Four. Thirty Three now. So you know, we're like in football. We're like the Buffaloes and the Rayanchies, you know, that uh, played the game and we we did it for real, and it was, you know, quite tough and quite, uh, you know, a uh, lot of lot of real hits going on there. So, you know, it's so fantastic, uh, and we love this business, and the biggest thing is, is nowadays that we're getting older is giving it back to the fans, the fans that watched us all these years, and you know what? They're so appreciative of us. It really is a good feeling when they come up. And ask us about this match. Ask us how much you know. You know what happened here and what happened there, or how much they loved watching us. And most of the people that come up to us say, you used to hate, you when I was a kid." You know, now I love you. You know, so that's always
0: a good thing. Absolutely, and again, uh, you can get that opportunity to do that on Re- uh, Legends of Wrestling that August 20th. Brian, you were telling me you had an event at Mikosuki uh, Gaming Casino earlier this year, and uh, word is that you might come back again?
2: Oh, I, I hope we do. They, they, that was the greatest. The Miccosupi tribe, I, I have to say, is one of the greatest tribes in the United States of America. We've done all kinds of stuff with the Native Americans all through the country, in Canada and overseas.
0: All the way to the Nicasuki Casino and Resort. Well, I'm excited, and uh, hopefully that goes up earlier this year, early next year. You guys come back and put on a great show like you did, which got national attention. And looking forward to August 27th, guys. And Marlins Park, get your tickets right now. The Marlins take on the Padres. And the good thing about it is, boys, the Marlins are looking sharp. It seems the way as as it is right now. They could be for a potential wild card spot. I know you guys are are uh, uh, Tampa they're Tampa they're Ray Ray fans.
2: A great bunch of young guys and one of the best teams I think got going. Now they got more potential than anybody out there. They're, they have a great club, and they're a fantastic professional team. Always, we get treated like the best by them guys. They're awesome. Yes, sir. And every time we usually come there, they're... we usually fuck them up pretty good. So <laughs> there's a lot of energy going on there. So I cannot wait for August 27th. It's going to be a fantastic show, and I'm sure you're going to be there. I told you I invited you to the suite,
0: so no, you're sure. always
2: invited, Roman. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll have a good time, for sure.
0: Yes, sir. Well, thank you so very much, guys. Looking forward to it. August 27th, come out, of Legends of Wrestling. <laughs> you got the Nasty Boys, uh, the Barber Beefcake, Booker T, Warlord, and so much more. Get your tickets at com. Thanks so very much, guys. Thanks so much. And
2: everybody and in and Miami is going to get and ready. Don't forget but the keys to throwing off the first pitch. He's hitting to throw a strike right down in there, you know, and uh, 90 miles an hour. So we'll see if that's the truth or not. <laughs> and tell everybody in Miami the Nasty Boys are coming. It's time to get funky like a monkey
0: and blow a wheel. Thank you, guys. Legendary tag team, the Nasty Boys, which, in my opinion, should be in the Hall of Fame by now. Thank you so much, guys. Thank
2: you. We'll do, thank you. Three hundred and twenty seven.
0: Yes, sir, thank you.
1: And now it's time to give you a, time
2: to give you a... Oh. reality check. Reality check. Oh.
0: Okay, George, so, uh, Jerry Sag, Conor McGregor, he said. He has a whole list of people that will whoop Conor McGregor's ass, about 15 professional wrestlers to be exact, that he knows for a fact could kick his ass, including Kurt Angle, an Olympic wrestler. Well,
1: you see here, I'm not going to say that a, a professional wrestler can kick, you know, Conor's butt, you know, maybe they can. I don't know. I'm not them. You know, I'm not Conor. I'm not the professional wrestler. I was trained in it for a while, and I could say it's a very, 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 very tough business. I'm talking about professional wrestling, of course. So many respects to all the wrestlers out there that sacrifice your body to entertain us. But I'm going to say this. If there's one person that could really challenge Conor McGregor in any shape or form in the world of MMA, it's Kurt Angle. I agree, and
0: Kurt Angle himself has said that he... If he was younger, he would have loved to step inside an MMA cage and compete. I mean, how lovely would it be to see Kurt Angle, to see Kurt Angle, uh, Conor McGregor one-on-one? I mean, I'd imagine how much money that thing would have uh, would have made. Can you just imagine?
1: I would imagine that. The, and who knows? Maybe this is all just uh, like a work because a lot of people, including uh, Phil, CM Punk, Brooks, have been going on record saying that this is a work that he can't believe that the WWE fell for it, you know, and on top of that, you never know, this might be leading into something for, I don't know, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, who knows, so, I'm just sitting back and enjoying the ride, because, again, like I mentioned last week, yes, you could get mad all you want at Connor, and I'm not gonna tell you you're doing wrong at Connor uh, for saying what he's doing, but, he's doing what he does best, and that's grab attention, And that works best for both businesses.
0: How crazy would it be? And I'm just throwing going out on limb here. I I really doubt what happened. Really doubt doubt that that would happen. Imagine they put Brock Lesnar, and Conor McGregor, at WrestleMania.
1: Listen, if that happened, I I feel like it would be a massacre. (laughs) It's bad enough that we might be seeing Big Show and Shaquille O'Neal.
0: Well, remember Big Show took on Floyd Mayweather.
1: Good point. You you had to remind me of that of that train wreck.
0: So think about it. If if how crazy would it be, McGregor and Lesnar, and knowing now that Lesnar how he is a mixed martial artist, I mean, how crazy would that be? How much money that would make?
1: It would make a lot of money, a lot. But you're looking at completely two different weight classes. Completely, it's, again, I know you're talking about WWE and you've seen Big Show versus Floyd Mayweather, but here's a, you're not talking about professional wrestler and boxer. You're talking about two MMA fighters, okay, getting in a ring in a different sport, okay, Don't because don't forget, Brock Lesnar is not like the Big Show. The Big Show was only a WWE superstar. Brock Lesnar is both a WWE superstar and a UFC fighter. So there's a major difference there, Mr. Roman, and I feel like it will be a massacre. It
0: would be a, definitely a, a, a badass idea. All right, so here we are. We saw a little bit, and I know we're, we're kind of here uh, teetering and tottering here, but we, we saw a little bit of CM Punk's training on that UFC special on Fox Sports or FS1. And... You and I were watching this stuff, and and, and I was not impressed. Uh, it seemed like CM Punk was kind of lost when when he was at least training some of the, the, the striking work on the ground. It seemed like he had a bit more of an understanding. But when it comes to the striking, um, he looked lost. And even on the ground, too, there were positions where he would be in, in a rear naked choke and easy moves. He didn't know how to get out of there. And the coach had to tell him, look, this is what you do. Don't get frustrated. I mean, Mickey Gao, from what we have seen, he's way more experienced than CM Punk. So this seems like a real clear victory for Mickey Gao. Listen,
1: Mickey Gao, the thing is is that you have to understand during uh, the Punk's evolution today, I it, there, it, there's one thing to be training, Okay. It's one thing to have a training or a what was it called in the world of MMA uh, when you kind of have like a wor- warm-up fight, uh, a scrimmage. It's one thing to have a scrimmage. It's another to actually get in the octagon and have the real thing. And Mickey Gao is not going to give you a scrimmage. He's going to give you the real thing. So if CM Punk cannot get out of a rear naked choke or if he can't get out of an arm bar, then guess who's going to lose?
0: End of story, buddy. All right, George. So, SummerSlam, NXT takeovers this weekend. What are you most expecting and looking forward from it?
1: Just the fact that it's a fresh start, Mr. Roman. As a matter of fact, uh, when you look at the entire card, the most uh, veterans you see, technically, is John Cena. You know, as far as someone who's been around the WWE for many years, is what I'm saying. You don't see Triple H, you don't see The Rock. You don't see even Hulk Hogan not saying that he's going to be back because of the whole Gawker incident issue. Uh, you know, you don't see Sting. You don't see uh, uh, J-B- JBL in the ring. Like, the list goes on and on. Like, the names you said, we would always say, oh, God, that same main event again, you know, is not there. Like, even, okay, uh, I, I'm sorry, there's two. They're actually on that entire show that's been in the WWE, no, three. Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, and John Cena. But here's the thing. Even with the main event between Orton and and Lesnar, it's still a brand new match. We've never seen those two collide. And on top of that, Cena is now going to go up against possibly the next bearer of the torch in AJ Styles. But aside from that, you see completely brand new faces. Like the Jericho Owens versus uh, uh, the Big Cass and, and Enzo Mori. You got uh, Sheamus versus Cesaro. You got uh, you know let's uh, Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler. You got Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. You got Rusev versus Roman Reigns. You got the New Day versus the Club. It, it's a brand new start, and I cannot wait to,
0: for to see this. It's a lot of surprises that we anticipate at uh, Summer and also we got the NXT takeover the witch that Shinsuke Nakamura versus Samoa Joe. We've seen them take each other on in Japan. God knows what they can do here in the States. Now that they're more more they have that whole that 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 long reigning experience. They've explored more, they've experienced more. God knows what's going to happen in Brooklyn on 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 Saturday night. Oh yeah. God knows
1: all I could tell you is one thing though. You are going to exp- be ready to see some loud, loud hits come Nakamura and Joe. And, and then I, I'm also looking forward to Bayley versus Asuka because they actually look like they've built it better than their first encounter. Then you got, of course, uh, the Revival versus Champa and, and uh, Gargano, which, by the way, on record, and this might not go well with some fans, but I really hope Gargano and Ciampa do not win the tag titles because I'd rather have them split up and feud with one another especially after seeing their classic match from the cruiserweight classic I agree that match was phenomenal. yeah it, it, it was a great match from start to finish so I really hope you know they don't win the tag titles where they could work w- against each other because you cannot lose a money-making match like that and don't forget the debut of the glorious one Bobby Rude.
0: Bobby Rude against. Uh, Cien Almas. What is it? against uh Cien Almas. Cien Almas. Better known as. La Sombra. Thank you. And No Way Jose versus
1: Austin Aries. Uh, that, that should be interesting. Uh, because you know that should be. How can I say. A lot of people see Austin Aries as that guy. That uh, you could watch. And expect a wrestling match because that's what he is he's a professional wrestler but i don't know why but i could see this being one hell of an entertaining match between both austin aries and no way jose even though no way jose is teasing a serious side i still say this could end up being very entertaining
0: all right and on the last note george sandow made his return to the ring this time on tnn tna i don't know, TNN. Impact Wrestling, and he came out with a new name, uh, Aaron Rex, and his first thing, he came in and he, he cleaned business, stating his well, opposition or cons about working for his previous employer, which was the WWE, and now towards the end when Bobby Lashley defeated uh, Storm and he won all of the titles, he came out, but there just seems to be a very disgruntled former employee of the WWE. <laughs> All I got to
1: say is this. I, I'm a fan of Damian Sandow. Just because he, he went over to TNA, it doesn't change anything about my thought about him. Now being known as Aaron Rex. Aaron Rex at TNA, sorry. But let me tell you something. When people ask me, oh, what did you think of his debut? I'll tell you the same thing. It was the same junk all over again. Every time you see a WWE wrestler jump ship to another company, you see the same junk. Hey, my name is this. I'm no longer this. Because you know some former employers said this about me. So you know what? I'm now here, and I'm now going to make a name for myself. Yeah. Yeah. exactly so you know what best of luck to Damian sandow again i'm still a fan but when it comes to the the things of transitioning from wwe to tna it's all the same thing to me so i'm just like you know what good luck
0: there you have it the roman show for this week make sure to follow us on twitter at the roman show on instagram roman show media same thing on facebook the same account and subscribe to our YouTube, youtube.com the us at 21 and visit our website, theromanshow.com. If you have uh, any opinions, you want to share a question, send us an email, info at theromanshow.com, or you can give us a buzz, 786-942-9424. With that being said, and a final note, we didn't get to read your email. You got an email there? Uh, actually, I do. Uh, let me go ahead and open this up for real quick. No pun intended.
1: This actually comes from Noel uh, Guy, by the way. Uh, from Texas he wants to know do muscle shirts help get attention from women Uh Uh, this coming from also a guy that works with another one that loves to wear muscle shirts let me just say for the record no they don't help Because the last thing I ever saw that's as tight as a muscle shirt is a bra. So for men, for us men, muscle shirts are bras. So no, they don't help you with any ladies. Instead, they help you look like a lady.
0: So drop the shit and just wear a regular t-shirt. And with that said, we'll catch you on the Roman Show next week. You haven't been on, you haven't been heard. Till then, guys.